on your face real soon. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a privilege it is uh, to be here this morning. Our pastor is in Colorado preaching in, remind me once again, in Montrose. Amen. He's with Pastor Jerry. And uh, down there, he's preaching up there, I should say, up there preaching the gospel. And uh, in cold man country. Amen. Down in Col- up in Colorado. So let's be praying for Pastor Blake and Carla. Uh, this morning, uh, the conference starts, uh, actually today's uh, sermon start the whole conference off, and, and tomorrow's going to be it, amen, M- uh, Monday through Friday, and uh, pray for all those that are traveling this week, and um, we'll be heading up there this week also, uh, just be praying for us as we're there, and if you can't make it this year, uh, just trust God that you can make it next year, amen, just start planning it now, and put putting every pocket of change you get just put it in a jar somewhere and just you never know what God can do amen so just trust and believe that God's going to provide for next year amen now that didn't count for my time so whoever's keeping my time here I'm a minister short here this morning because we have a lot of people that are leaving directly after this morning service they're heading out so uh, I'm gonna be respectful of that amen just to help them get out here uh, it's a 10-hour drive to Colorado Springs and uh, it's it's uh, one of those drives we've done for years but uh it, it's not always fun. Amen? Ten hours in a car is a long time. So praise God. If you have your Bibles this morning, let's turn to the book of Jonah, chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. I brought a different translation. I got the New International, uh, I'm sorry, the New, New American Translation, which I absolutely love, this Bible. And I recommend you to, more than just your Bibles on your phones, I recommend you to get a Bible and, and begin to read it. Amen? And uh, open it up and let these pages just absorb you and let, let the Word of God speak into your life. Amen. But for the sake of bringing the wrong Bible this morning, I'm going to read off of the screen completely. Um, and I, I just, I, I normally always have my Bible open, but uh, I'm going to read the screen this morning. So let's read this. Now, the Word of the Lord, this is in uh, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Now, the Word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But Jonah, did I already say that one? Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly. I'm sorry, I'm on a different scripture here. Hold on a second. Lord, help me this morning. I think it's a good time to pray, amen? Let's pray. Father, we ask you, Lord, to just help me this morning, God. Lord, speak to me, God. Give me wisdom this morning, God. Help me to uh, just get this word out, Father God, the way that you put it in my heart, Father. I thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. God, we know that you are at the right hand of the Father. You are, you, Jesus, you are at the right hand of the Father right now. You are sitting on the throne of, 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 of what's most important right now. You are watching over our lives. And Lord, we know that you are speaking down upon us, God. We ask that you speak to us today. Be with us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So jump over if you would. And I'm, I'm, I'm ministering this morning on making all the right decisions. If you have your notebook this morning, go ahead and write that down, making all the right decisions. Let's look over in Jonah chapter 2, verse 1 through 9. It's a few more scriptures, but we're going to go ahead and read that. The Bible says, in Jonah chapter 2, verse 1 through 9, it says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. 
And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me, out of the belly of Sheol, of Sheol I cried, and, he, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and all your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounding me, even to my soul, the deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of, of, of the mountains and the earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. And verse 9 says, But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Amen? Praise God. I'll tell you what. The, the, one of the main things I got right there in this particular passage of Scripture, of course, we understand what happened to Jonah. But in this particular Scripture, it talks about the salvation of the Lord. Amen? What God frees us from. Many times we read this Bible passage of Jonah. We think about how Jonah disobeyed God and how Jonah was trapped because of his wrongdoings from, from his disobedience. And this morning, I'm not going to preach on the disobedience of Jonah. I want to minister on the hope that there is for each and every one of us, even though in our lives we have made bad decisions. Even though you have made a rebellious decision at times in your life, maybe you're in the moment now where you're making very rebellious decisions. But I want to encourage you this morning, just because you've made a bad decision, it does not mean that there is not hope for you. Amen? Come on, can I get a better amen than that? You see, when he prayed like that, as we read in the scripture this morning, as he prayed, the Lord spoke to this fish, and in the very moment that he spoke to the fish, the fish vomited him out on dry land. Amen? That's what the Bible says. Isn't that right? It spit him out, and he got busy being God's servant, and he began to preach the word because now he understood and he realized from his mistakes. And I want to ask you a question this morning. My first point I want to preach on this morning is, are you in trouble? Are you in trouble? Have you been swallowed up by the fish this morning, and are you in a place of being in trouble? Do you feel like you're in a place where you cannot get out? Do you feel like you've made a mistake in your life, and do you feel like there is no hope for you today? Amen? You see, if you live long enough, you realize that there's going to be some trouble in your life. You see, these little children that walk around, these little children that live their lives, uh, they don't understand what trouble is until mama and daddy are in their face about something, amen? Because life is wonderful when you're a child, but when you grow up and when you start to understand that there are, uh, uh, there's a price to pay and there are consequences for our sin, you start to realize, but you know, many times we give up, we give up hope. We think there's no hope for me because I've, I've gone too far, I've messed up too bad. But we need to understand today, even though we have made mistakes in our life, that God is a merciful God. You see, the Bible says in Job chapter 14, verse 1, the Bible is very clear. It says, but man that's born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Amen? That means no matter what, because who we are, because of who we are, we are going to find trouble at times in our life. 
It's just going to happen. There's nothing we can do about it. Amen? Psalms chapter 34, verse 19. And I thank God for this scripture. It says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. I like what Pastor Blake says as he's preaching sometimes. He'll tell the scripture. He'll say, out of some of them. Out of just a couple of them. You know, or out of just the biggest sin that you have that you haven't told anybody about. No, he says that he will get you out of all of them. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he's a merciful God. He is a just God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, in, in, in the world you shall have tribulation. He says, you're going to have, uh, uh, I have spoken to you that in, in me and many have peace and in the world you will have tribulation, he says. He says, but, of, but, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Glory to God. He says, I conquered it for you. I will help you. I will encourage you. He says, I will strengthen you. And then you jump over to Psalms chapter 30, verse 5. And it's a very interesting passage. It doesn't matter what we have to go through in our life. It doesn't matter what you're in the middle of right now. But in that scripture, it says, Weeping may endure for a night, but it says, Joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Amen. And I was mentioning this morning in the service that no matter how bad of a day you have today, when you lay your head down on that pillow tonight and you finally fall asleep, because sometimes it's hard to fall asleep. Can I get an amen? Some people have a hard time going to bed at night. Their mind is just running and running and running. But there is no better feeling but waking up in the morning after a good night of sleep. Amen? The joy cometh in the morning. And I'll tell you what, when you trust God, listen, God, he will make it happen. Amen? He will make things happen and you'll be pleased. Amen? The longer I live, the more I realize that all people have struggles in their life. The more I go through my life, I realize that People have problems, including myself. We go through things. We, we, we struggle. We have uh, difficult times, and we are an enemy in enemy territory, and we have to fight to get those promises of God back. How many know that this world is a wicked place? It's supposed to be a wonderful thing. We're supposed to be able to enjoy life every day, but as trials come, as those fiery darts begin to come our way, we have to learn how to resist the temptation of the devil. And that brings me to point number two. Be wise. Be wise. You know, this story here, Jonah, we just read the Bible. You can read the rest of the story later in your own time, but Jonah, he got in trouble with God. When God spoke to him, he was in trouble. He ran the other way, and he got, as they would say, in a whale of a lot of trouble. Amen? How many can say amen to that? God ever told you to do something? Back to my first point. Are you in trouble today? Has God ever said to do something and you went the opposite? Listen to me. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life where even godly people have spoken to my life and, and, and I've done the opposite of what they said because I had an attitude towards them. But when God speaks and we make a wrong choice, listen, I don't want to talk about the consequences of what God, listen, God has the answer for that. We already know what happens there. I want to tell you that there's hope for us today. What decision did he make? Well, the first decision he made in his life is that he's going to start praying. Amen? 
He's going to start praying. Now, we're not talking about this little Catholic prayer where we just come, you know, walk down the altar in front of the people and we do the double knee tap, you know, where we just kind of get up and get back, you know, get down and get back up. Now, I'm not being critical, I promise you that, of the Catholics. I was raised a Catholic until I got saved. Hallelujah, amen. And now I'm a born-again, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost preacher. Hallelujah, amen. But I'll tell you what, sometimes in life, it takes more than just a little tap dance prayer. Because when the trials of life are coming after you, and when the fiery darts are coming at you and you're trying to dodge, you can only dodge for so long. Because the devil is real. The devil is more powerful than some people even know. Because they think it's just me. I'm such a bad person that I'm causing all of this havoc in my life. I got news for you today. It is not you. It is the devil, his strategy to destroy your life. And that's why Jonah realized that he had to pray, but the prayer had to be different. It had to be a desperate prayer. It had to be a Holy Ghost prayer. You say, well, I don't know how to pray. Well, I'll tell you what, when you get yourself into a trial, you will learn how to pray. Glory to God. Amen. You will learn how to get down on your knees. You'll learn how to humble yourself before God and say, Lord, I cannot do this by myself, but I need a Savior, Lord. I need someone who can walk with me. I need someone who can talk to me. And I need someone who can guide me and lead my way. Amen. That's what God, that's the God that I serve today. And that's what I've learned from the trials that I've been through. I understand what Jonah's talking about here. He said, I am going to have to learn how to start praying. Amen. You see, all this other stuff is great. He said, in my distress, he said, I cried unto the Lord. He was in a very desperate place. How many would like to say that you're laying in seaweed in the belly of a whale and you say you're in a good spot? I got news for you. Some of us, we'd be cutting out the side of that, bell, that, that well, amen, to get out. We'd rather die in the water than inside the belly of that well. And we don't realize that just like our sin, we cut ourselves out of our situation, but we realize that we're so far down in the ocean and that water's going to kill us anyways. We're going from one sin to the next, and we don't realize we have not put our trust in God until we are in a trouble. Until we are in a place where we cannot get ourselves out. Let me tell you something. Prayer is what moves the hand of God. It moves the hand of God. And God, he challenges us. In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, he says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things which you know not. Hallelujah. You say, well, I've been working the same old job. I know a guy who's been working a job for 40 years, the same old job, and he's only making $10.50 an hour. I said he was at the same job, same company, and he's been there for 40 years, and he's making $10.50. You ever seen a cuckoo clock on the wall? I say cuckoo. Cuckoo. I lost my voice already, so that didn't come out right. $10.50 an hour. Now listen to me. If you're only making $10.50 an hour, I'm not degrading your pay. I'm talking about being someone for 40 years and still making only $10. I mean, where did he start? I mean, I know minimum wage back in the 70s was, uh, was pretty low, but, but man, I'll tell you what, $10.50, at least give the man a raise, show a little bit of dignity towards the man, amen? 
40 years of giving your life to something. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that you and I, we need to understand today that God, He has a big plan for our lives. And I'm not saying to name it and claim it, but I'm saying, you know what? Wake up in the morning and make a decision to serve God. Make a decision to call on the gates of heaven. Call on the name of the Lord and say, God, you're going to lead me today. You're going to guide me. You're going to direct me into victory this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, the next decision, he said, I will look again into your holy temple. What does that mean? He says, I got to start congregating. I got to get around some godly people. I can't keep living my life the way I am because it's getting me in a lot of trouble. (laughs) When I get around the wrong people, let me just tell you something. You don't want me to start drinking because the crime rate will go up. Amen. I got that from my pastor, Pastor Ron Jones. The crime rate will go up. Amen. I don't belong there. I don't need it. I have nothing to do with it. Now, does that mean that I shun those and I be mean to those that are having problems with alcohol? No, I still love them. I still preach the gospel to them. But am I going to go around a a place where I have a weakness in my life and and let that poison jump onto me? No, I want to be around godly people. I want to be, again, around Holy Ghost field. I look at Brenda when she's worshiping God. I'm telling you what, it makes me want to jump up and down. It makes me want to run around and and just shout a little bit, amen? Because there's a joy and there's a happiness and there's a joy unspeakable and full of glory in that life, amen? You say, well, why are you talking about Brenda? Well, guess what? Brenda has bad days too. Just ask Paul. He'll tell you all about them. (laughs) Better not, Paul. But I got news for you. When we come into the house of God, when we come together into this place, listen, it gives us a reason. Hallelujah. The reason for the season is Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. We come in this place and we see somebody who was bound by drugs. I look at people in this place. You were in a bad place when you came here. And I look at you now and I see you're trying. I see you're making it. Hallelujah. I see that you care and you love the Lord with all your heart. You only make it by being in the right place. Amen? Many times we're looking to man to fix our problems, but we need to look to God. Let God fix your situation. Number three, he said, I remembered the Lord. You see, we tend to drift off and forget about God. I think one of the things is, is we have to continue to make a conscious decision that God is alive, and we still serve a, we still serve a living God. I said that we still serve a living God. You know, everybody knows about God. Everybody knows who God is. They know where God is right now. They know all this. But I got news for you. My God, he's not just in heaven. Hallelujah. My God is with me. Hallelujah. He stands with me. He walks with me. He talks with me. And he does everything else with me. You say, well, I don't know if I want God with me all the time. I'm messing up sometimes. I don't know. I want you to know God cares about you. He loves you. He's not going to slap. I wish that God would just slap us around a little bit when, when we're getting ourselves into trouble. You know, let's not wait till we, get, till we get caught. But I wish God would just go, you know what, like we used to do our kids, amen? Well, I got to stop talking about that because I'll get myself in trouble there. Hallelujah, amen? So don't forget God. God can do what man can't. Jesus, he said this, With men, this is impossible, but not with God, he said. Listen to this. With God, all things are possible. Oh, like the good old song, my God, he is able. 
He is able, hallelujah. Nothing's impossible with my God. So we have, uh, it's either with men or with God. And I want to ask you today, what decision are you making? Is it with men or is it with God? I choose God, hallelujah, amen. I followed men before and I've gotten myself into trouble. I'm following God and he can't get me into any trouble, hallelujah, amen. Well, I will backtrack on that. God gets me in trouble too. Because I got a mouth on me and God uses that mouth, hallelujah, to stir up the devil. I tell you what, I'm sick and tired of these limp-wristed Christians. I'm tired of these preachers getting on television. They ain't got the guts to tell the truth. They just, they limp-wristed. They just going to water down the gospel and tell you something that's going to make you feel good. Hallelujah, amen. Not here. You ain't going to get it like that here. You're getting the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And anything you say will, will, be, will be held accountable, held against you in a court of law. Amen. How's that one? Did that work? <laughs> Praise God. I'm not afraid. I've been through too much to be afraid. Amen? I got too much of the Holy Ghost in me. Listen, I, Pastor Jones said one time, he said, when I showed up, the Holy Ghost showed up. I said, well, praise God, I like that. Amen? You, listen, the Holy Ghost needs to be in us. We got to quit being uh, weak-minded, uh, and we got to get full of God and just learn and understand that we need godly people around us. I don't want uh, Christians that just carry a Bible and act like the devil around me all day long. I can carry a Bible anywhere. I can, I can glue, glue this to my forearm and walk around all day like I'm somebody. I can stand around quoting scriptures. I know some of the craziest people in the world. All they do is walk around and quote scriptures, act like they're holier than thou, but they live like the devil. Their finances are in trouble. Their marriage is in trouble. Their every situation, everything they touch is in trouble. Listen. Get your nose out of that Bible for a minute and just call on God and ask him to help you and, and rely and trust in the Lord. And then get your face back in there and watch what God does. God will begin to lead you. Number four, he says, I will sacrifice unto you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will sacrifice. He made up his mind that he was going to praise God, that he was going to get out of that whale's belly. He said, I'm not, this ain't for me, man. This is, I'm done. Rover, Rover, it's all over. Get me out of here, amen. He says, I'm, I'm, listen, I got to get out of here. And I got news for you. That's a great decision to make. I mean, when you're down at the bottom, great decision is to say, you know what? I'm getting out of here. I ain't, I ain't doing this anymore. I'm not going to let the devil jack me around like this. Uh-uh. I'm going forward, and I'm going with Jesus, amen. Number five, the next decision he made, he said, I'm going to pay my vows. And right away, you think, pay your vows. Hmm, he, wants, he wants us to pay our tithe. No, no, no. I'm not talking about paying your, paying your tithe. Paying your vows means to obey God. I'm going to pay my vows. What does that mean? That means be godly in everything that you do. Amen? Pay your vows. Be faithful to God in all that you do. Serve him with your whole heart. God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to obey you. I'm not going to rebel See, God deals with people. He says, not my will, but thine, thy will be done. God has a very specific plan for your life and mine. God knows exactly what we are going through in our life. He already knows the blueprint for our life. He already knows exactly the decisions we're going to make. You see, he gave us free will. We can say yay or nay. We can follow man or we can follow God. We can decide to do right or we can say, I'm not doing right, I'm doing wrong. And number six, the last decision, serious decision that he made was that salvation is of the Lord. It's of the Lord. 
I can guarantee you one thing. I can guarantee you when Jonah was in the belly of that well, I can guarantee you he was saying to himself, if I get out of this place, if I get out of this situation that I'm in right now, it has to be God who got me out. It definitely wasn't no man getting me out of here. Listen, I'll tell you what, yes, I would love, oh, to be on the basketball court with some of the greatest players ever. And I would love to it'd be, be wonderful to give the ball to the greatest shooter on the court. But I got news for you. That has nothing to do with my salvation and my walk with God. When it comes to basketball, yeah, I want the shooter to shoot the ball. One of my favorite players all time was Alex English. Some of you are too young to know who Alex English was. They called him Silk. This man had the, I mean, you wanted the ball in his hands at the end of the game. But I got news for you. Alex English ain't going to get you to heaven. Can't even get his family to heaven. That choice is theirs. That choice is yours. That choice is mine. But I choose to trust God, not man. Amen? Oh, it's fun to play the game. It's fun to, to work together and, and work the strategy. Oh, that's great. Business is fun. Oh, it's fun to work. And believe me, it's a headache at times too. But boy, I'll tell you what, when you trust God and you put him first, number one in your life, and you say, God, no matter what you do, oh, God, no matter what happens, I'm trusting you. He pulls forward. He pulls in. And he says, you know what? I got this for you. Just follow me. You don't have to worry about how you're going to get out of that well. All you have to know is that when you do, it was God that got you out. It was God that got you out. And the reason you're here today, the reason you're still alive and breathing well today, is because God, he got you out of the belly of that well. If you would all stand to your feet this morning, we're going to pray. And those that are online this, this morning, we welcome you here, and we're going to do a, a different type of altar call this morning. I know that mostly everyone in this place, you're saved. I know most of you. There are some that I don't know. If you're new, we'd like to welcome you to Victory World Outreach. But in this very moment, I want to do something different. We all know who God is. We know who God is. God is God, and He always will be God. He's the creator of this earth. But sometimes we take for granted who God really is in our life. He's almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-everything. God is great. But the question I have today is, I know you believe in him, but my question I have for you today is, does he live inside of you? Yes, I know you've accepted him. I know you get it. Listen, this doctrine of all i got to do is accept him one time in my life, and I'm, I'm set for the rest of my life. Listen, that's hogwash. It's hogwash. You cannot just believe once. You have to believe every day. You have to know it down in your nowhere. Hallelujah. You've got to believe it and you've got to live it. And you've got to repent of your sin. Give it back. Turn away from it. That's what salvation is all about. Acknowledging our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as our personal Savior. And we have all prayed a prayer. We've all accepted Jesus into our lives. But this morning I want to do it different. I want to ask Jesus into our hearts today radically. I want it to be radical. In other words, I want all of our secret sin to be gone. I'm not asking God to expose anything. God forbid, we would not want anyone's sin exposed in this place right now. What we want 
is that what we know is in our life that is not pleasing to God, we want God to deliver that today. But he cannot just deliver it by himself, as our brother was saying in the opening of this. Or, uh, uh, I, I believe it was Kirk, was he saying that in this, in this, this morning service? We have to mention it. You need to mention it. And I want us to pray a radical prayer this morning. I want us to do one more thing. I want everyone that's in this place to move up as close as you can to this front. Be mindful of the social distancing. If you, if you don't feel comfortable coming down, it's okay. But I want you to come down and, and space yourselves out, everybody. If you can do it, if you believe in what we're doing here this morning, I want you to come down if, if you can do it. If not, if you don't want to, I understand that. But I'm going to pray in just a moment. I'm going to pray a radical prayer. And I'm not just going to pray over you. We are going to pray a radical prayer together. So as we come down to this altar, as we're standing here, this is beyond a just acknowledgement that He is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to pray that prayer today. Matter of fact, if I could have every head bowed and every eye closed in this place for just a moment. You're here today. You say, Pastor, I am not saved I have never accepted Jesus Christ into my life. I want you just to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. If that's you, just put it up. Put it right back down. I won't embarrass you, I promise. I will not embarrass you. I will not call you out. But if you're here, you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. Just put your hand up and put it right back down. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, you can look up at me. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray a radical prayer right now from these young children all the way up to the oldest whoever is the oldest and Paul you're the oldest I think buddy Paul knows I love him but we're going to pray a radical prayer this morning now this prayer is not just going to save you it is going to save you but it's going to deliver you Every bondage of sin will be gone. You're going to pray that. You're going to let that go. You're going to give it to God today. But it's going to be radical. It's going to be more than you probably ever have done it in your whole life. And we're going to do this right now. We're going to repeat this prayer after me. And I want you to shout it as loud as you can shout it. I'm going to say it loud in this microphone. But I want you to shout it out. And just repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, in your mighty name, I come to you boldly in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sin. I ask you to come into my life. Make yourself real to me. I give you all my sin. Every sin. Secret sin. I give it to you right now. I lift my voice. And I give you thanks for saving me, for setting me free, for breaking every bondage of sin in my life. I give you thanks. I praise you. I will never be the same. Say it louder. I'll never be the same. Say it again. I'll never be the same from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus.